morning and welcome to Moving Markets. It's the 31st of March today. My name is Roman Canziani. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer and your host for today's program. In today's edition, our focus is on gold, as we have Carson Menke, our head of Next Generation Research, elaborating on the latest twists and turns there. But first, I'm pleased to welcome Mike Rauber from Investment Writing on the show for the Markets Wrap. Good morning, Mike. Hi, Roman. So let's start with the latest trading action. What moved US equity markets yesterday? The S&P 500 rose 0.4% yesterday, so it's to its highest in over a month. And the Nasdaq 100 is now well 20% above its December low. So yesterday, the advance was led by the FANG stocks and more closely technology. Within that sector, it was semiconductors, stocks that stood out, and they rose on upbeat company reports. The only sector in the red was actually financials, but only slightly so. And so the picture remained relatively unchanged to previous trading sessions, one must say. This means... Large caps outperformed the more domestic-oriented small caps as the Russell 2000 was slightly down on the day. And any updates on the US banking situation, maybe? Yes. After market hours, it was reported that US banks had reduced their borrowings from the two Federal Reserve backstop lending facilities they have access to by around $10 billion to $152.6 billion in the most recent week. Now, this is, of course, uh, still very high figures if one just looks over a longer time frame. But the slight drop is seen a sign that liquidity demand uh, may be stabilizing now. And uh, also importantly, uh, President Biden called for a series of changes to tighten banking regulation. And in a press release, it titled it Common Sense Safeguards for the U.S. Banking Industry. Importantly, um, they say that enacting these measures will not need congressional and so Republican approval. Speaking of Republicans, I saw that Trump uh, is back in the news. And yes, in what is a first for a former U.S. president, Republican Donald Trump was indicted by a Manhattan grand jury yesterday. Now he's expected to be arraigned as early as uh, this Tuesday. Republicans from his former vice president, Mike Pence, to Florida governor and presidential contender Ron DeSantis called it a weaponization of the legal system. So this development is likely to heat up the noise coming out of the US in the coming days and weeks, uh, I can imagine. Yes, indeed. Uh, and what about Asia? Any news there? Yes, China's non-manufacturing purchasing index for the months of March, it rose to 582 this is, this is its highest level since May 2011, and it is a clear indication that China's recovery gathered pace this month. The manufacturing PMI was at 51.9, also above forecasts, even if easing slightly from February's level. So Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index is up 0.7%. Uh, turning also to Japan, it is up about 1%. A report out of that country showed retail sales rising much stronger than expected 1.4% in February. So what about other asset classes then? U.S. fixed income markets were relatively quiet yesterday with the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield at 3.5% this morning. Brent oil is at $79 a barrel. It has been marching higher in the last 10 days after banking woes weighed on the black gold. 
Now, um, the shiny gold is at $1,980 an ounce this morning, so a little higher since, since yesterday. And uh, as you, Roman, said already, we'll get more from Karsten in a minute. And staying with gold, this time what some call digital gold or Bitcoin, it is at $28,000 when I last looked. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. So what do you expect for today then? Uh, Switzerland retail sales and Eurozone inflation data will be out this morning European time. But of course, all eyes will be on the core US PC deflator to be released at 2.30 uh, in the afternoon Central European time. It is the US Federal Reserve's preferred measure on inflation and expectations are for a monthly gain of 0.4% and a yearly advance of 4.7%. So be on the lookout for that data release that is likely to shape market action today. But as it looks at the moment, uh, after gains yesterday, I see European and US equity futures are pointing towards a flat to slightly positive open. And that's all for me for today. Thank you, Roman. Thank you very much, Mike. And now over to Carson and his insights into the gold market. Good morning, Carson. Good morning. Gold prices have moved back towards the 2,000 US dollar per ounce uh, threshold as of late. So what's driving this? Uh, is it the banking turmoil and the related fears of another financial crisis or something else? Well, indeed, the turmoil in the regional US banking sector has been the trigger for this uh, recent rally in the gold market. And yes, this has fueled fears of another financial crisis. I mean, we've discussed that uh, quite a few times, and that has put pressure, upside pressure on gold prices. But we still see the issues at the U.S. banks as segment-specific and do not believe that they will spread into the broader financial system, triggering another financial crisis. And there is something else, even though it is related to the banking turmoil. Financial markets have started to price in a rapid reversal of monetary policy by the U.S. Federal Reserve. The implied federal funds rate by the end of this year has dropped from 5.5% before the turmoil to below 4% at the height of the banking turmoil. So considering a still sound outlook for the US economy, we do not believe this reversal is needed. So you mentioned the outlook for the US economy. Our chief investment officer, Yves Bonson, this week said that the risk of recession in the United States have increased. Shouldn't this be positive for gold? Yes, but that's what we see in the market already today. If the banking turmoil triggers a financial crisis, the economy will slip into recession. So yes, recession risks in the US have risen, but our base case remains that a recession can be avoided. That said, these rising recession risks are already reflected in the recent rally. I see. Mm, but still, our currency research also says that they expect the US dollar to weaken versus its major peers. As gold is quoted in US dollars, but traded around the world, would you then, mathematically speaking, not expect the price of gold to increase when the value of its trading currency goes down? You're giving me a tough time this morning, huh? <laughs> yeah, so there is this very strong correlation between gold and the US dollar, which means that they typically move in opposite directions. That said, the expected decline in the US dollar is not very material in our view, and is also based on the assumption, this is very important, that global growth will recover and that risk appetite in financial markets will also recover. So if that is the case, the impact of a weaker dollar should not have too much of an impact on gold, especially not after this recent rally. Okay, so has gold rallied too fast, too far then? 
Yes, that's what we think. So assuming there will be no financial crisis, no recession, and also no rapid reversal in monetary policy. And that's why we see more downside than upside for gold going forward, which has prompted us to downgrade our view to cautious recently. And for those investors that are more pessimistic, how should they position themselves? Should they go for gold now? How about silver? Well, investors that are seeking protection against a potential financial crisis should prefer gold over silver. That's clear. So gold is the ultimate safe haven asset. And in case of a crisis, it should benefit from a flight to safety and strengthening safe haven demand. Silver, in contrast, is, well, a mix of a monetary and an industrial metal, which, due to its large share of industrial application, tends to suffer in times of economic stress and thus does not possess the same safe haven characteristics as gold. Thank you very much, Carson, for your insights here. With that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. On Monday, Helen Freer will be your host and she'll be joined by Menzur Pocinzi, our head of technical analysis. We do hope that you'll join us again then. What Menzur sees in the charts is always worth listening to. I wish you all a good day ahead and later on a great weekend. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.